We are doing something very, very exciting tonight. This is our first Christmas Eve service, our first Christmas Eve candlelight vigil, and it's going to be different than what we normally do, so if you're a part of Discover Community Church, you've been coming here for a while, you know our normal service flow, you can throw that out because this is going to be entirely different. This is going to be uh, much more traditional. Uh, we'll do candlelighting, we'll do communion, and it should be really fun. Um, one thing for those of you who are ex-Catholics, um, we're going to do some call and response. So if you've got your bulletin, if you didn't get a bulletin, by the way, there's some in the back there. There's still time to get one um, because you're going to need that to follow along the service flow. We're going to start at the very beginning, and I hope you guys all enjoy it and have a, have a blessed evening here. I greet you all in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Also with you. A reading from the book of Luke. This is Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who is said to be barren is in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. This is the word of the Lord. Be to God. A reading from the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. That was it. You should have responded. My soul glorifies the Lord. <laughs> For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David, and over his kingdom. My soul the Lord. To establish it and uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. My soul the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Be to God. Now tonight we gather together to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But not only for the birth of our Lord and Savior, but as a promise fulfilled from a loving Father God. 
Now, candlelight services, uh, if you're familiar on Christmas Eve, a lot of times they're called a Christmas vigil. In fact, I call it a Christmas vigil up front. Now, there's a special reason why it's called a Christmas vigil. In fact, the definition of a vigil is something we do. In fact, the dictionary itself says, a period of keeping awake during the time usually spent asleep, especially to keep watch or to pray. And in the church, we've come to use it as the evening of a festival or of a holy day, an occasion of religious observance. So we've come to see it specifically with religious connotations. Now, the tradition of a Christmas Eve vigil actually began in the early Jerusalem church. Sometime in the first century, they began doing this. It was the consummation of the Advent feast, or Advent fast. They had been fasting, and on that day, they would come together. They would hold a vigil. They would break that vigil at midnight with a feast. Therefore, our our feasts tomorrow that we're going to have on Christmas Day are biblical, you can rest assured. The Bible says we can do that. Jewish tradition, though, actually holds that the day begins at sundown. So at sundown today would have been the beginning of the following day. Therefore, being traditionally that Jesus was born at midnight... Okay, that would have been in the middle of the day. There was no, what was it, 12.01, 11.59. It would have been right in the middle of that day. And so that's why we get together now, and we celebrate, and we wait, and we anticipate the coming of a Savior. That's the vigil that we gather here tonight. Now, children go to bed tonight, and many adults, in anticipation of great gifts Gifts under the tree. Gifts of family and friends and fellowship tomorrow. Gifts of a feast and candy and treats. All kinds of wondrous things that we go to bed with eager hearts waiting. We just can't wait to wake up tomorrow and see this. But unfortunately, sometimes as adults, we grow out of that excitement We become a little bit jaded by the season. We start hearing Christmas music in the malls in October, if not even before sometimes. So by the time this wonderful evening gets here, we've been so deluged with the trappings of Christmas, with the trappings of the holiday, sales, flyers, We're literally bombarded to the point to where by the time Christmas Eve comes and Christmas Eve morning or Christmas morning happens and we wake up, it's almost anticlimactic as an adult. We think sometimes, why survived another Christmas? And we miss the point. We miss that childlike anticipation of a gift given and received on Christmas morning. So imagine, if you will, that you are a Jew thousands of years ago, thousands of years ago, before Jesus, and you have been taught since birth, literally, that there was a coming Messiah. There was a chosen one that the Father God was going to send to deliver his people from slavery, from their 
oppressors, from everything that would come against them, there would be a promise to Messiah. And you've been told, as a Jew, you've been told to wait. He was coming. For hundreds of years, for centuries upon centuries, Scripture says that he's coming. Prophet after prophet come along and they foretell of a coming Messiah. And then comes a day. The birth of what we know as our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But as a Jewish person, the vast majority of them missed it. They missed it. They didn't put together the prophetic word surrounding Jesus Christ and his birth and connect that to the promised Messiah. So they missed it. Despite all the signs, they missed it. You know, I think sometimes we miss it too. I think in our heads we know that the promised Messiah has come. But do we live like it? Do we live our days? Do we wake up in the morning with that childlike anticipation that the promised gift is here? Is here every day? I think sometimes we miss it. See, C.S. Lewis, if you've heard of him, he actually once said a quote, and I love this quote. He said, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen. Not only because I see it, but because by it, I see everything else. See, what do you see when you look at the world? When you wake up tomorrow, and like many of us, the first thing I do is I pull out my phone and I scroll to see what's going on in the world before I even get out of bed. What do you see? Do you see bad news? Do you see poverty, famine, floods, murder? Do you see the evil in the world? Or do you see the grace and mercy of our Lord who would send his son, Jesus Christ, for you to deliver you from all those things so that we can literally rise above all of those things and we can see the joy in the world because that promised gift is here. That promised gift is what we celebrate tomorrow morning. So when the sun rises tomorrow, what I will see personally is a reason to celebrate Jesus Christ as a promise given and a promise fulfilled. I urge you to celebrate that the same way. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that first of all, that we have the freedom to come together and to celebrate your son, to celebrate the gift that you prophesied so many years ago. You kept leaving us breadcrumbs and a trail that we could see that would point to your son, Jesus. And that promise was fulfilled on a night in Bethlehem over 2,000 years ago. And we get to celebrate that tonight. And so, Father, we just pray that you fill our hearts with that joyful, childlike anticipation of a present under the tree. Only we know what it is. So let us enjoy that gift. Let us grasp the fullness and comprehend the fullness of what the gift of Jesus Christ means to us. 
Father, we thank you and we love you. We praise you. And it's in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So we are going to now partake in communion together. I've got ushers coming. They're going to hand out the elements to you. So there's a a small piece of bread. And there's a small cup of juice. And I want you to hold those. As they come through, just hold on to them. And once everybody has one, then we'll go through the steps of communion together. Oh!
taken some bread and given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup after they had eaten, saying, this cup which is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Scripture teaches us, as I said, that Jesus was born at midnight. It also teaches us that he is the light of the world. We are now going to pass out. You have your candles. We're going to bring the lights down. And we're going to light candles in remembrance of Jesus being the light of the world. So before the birth of our Savior, we were literally and spiritually in the dark of night. Then Jesus again spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. i
Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. Let's sing that last verse. please join me in the benediction. This is Psalm 23, the Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is the word of the Lord. Go in peace and with the love of Jesus Christ in your hearts. You may be dismissed and have a very Merry Christmas.